the Immaculate Conception, this feast day. Uh, we know it's a feast of Mary, right? That's apparent to us, but uh, this feast day is, is totally and directly about you and God's salvation of you and, and what you are destined for. So again, there's no feast of the church that's a, a good for Jesus or good for Mary feast day. No, this all, this all involves you. Um, so we know that Mary was immaculately conceived. So sometimes there's some misconception that the immaculate conception has to do with Jesus' conception. Somewhat understandable because we read about the Annunciation, which results in Jesus' conception. That's the gospel reading we have. We don't have a gospel reading that has to do with Mary's own conception, but there's an important reading reason why, why this reading is, is used tonight. But the, the one being conceived is Mary, and we know that Mary was conceived immaculately. The word immaculate means without stain, so without sin. So from the first moments of her existence... Mary was preserved from sin uh, and, and never sinned. And again, we have some kind of funny notions about what that means for Mary. Because I think when we think of her as sinless, we think, oh, then she can't relate to me because I'm sinful. Room on the street, some of y'all are sinful too, yeah? So if she's sinless and we're sinful, then it's like, well, that seems like she's just in another, she's in another realm. Uh, but to be sinless doesn't mean to be farther away from someone. It means to be closer. To be sinless doesn't mean to be separated or farther away. It always means to be closer. Sin separates us. Amen? If Mary was, is without sin, I mean, she is able to be much closer than we are. Why was it important that Mary be preserved from sin from the beginning? This had to do with our salvation and the plan of God. We know that from the beginning, even before the fall, this is, a, this is a strange idea, from the very beginning, before even creation, the plan of God was at some point his son would draw close to us and unite himself to us, and through him we would become adopted to be the sons and daughters of God the Father. That was always the plan. We hear about that in our second reading, the letter to the Ephesians. It's a, it's a song of praise. St. Paul is praising God. He's like, blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. Listen, as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish before him, he destined us for adoption to himself through Jesus Christ. So before the foundation of the world, the plan of God was that someday you would become his beloved sons and daughters, you would be adopted, and that you would be without blemish. What's another word for without blemish? Immaculate. That you would stand before God, pure and innocent and utterly holy, utterly without stain of sin. So this was always the plan of God. That plan went sideways, and we hear about that in the first reading. So it's just happened. Uh, the fall has just taken place. What is the fall? The fall is the beginning of our distrust of God and the beginning of us walling up our hearts and our minds and our wills and our lives from God. So we started keeping him out. We stopped trusting him. We started saying no to him. So the fall is this terrible separation from God. It's this terrible loss of communion, of relationship with God. 
But even then, at the end of the fall and at the end of hearing the consequences, God makes this promise that one day, he's speaking to the serpent, to, to our enemy. He says, one day, he doesn't say that, but, but one day I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will strike at your head while you will strike at his heel. One day I will put enmity, separation, division between you and the woman. We believe that the woman referred to here is, of course, Mary. The enmity is this separation. It's like God preserved Mary from the consequence of the fall and from, from the, the wiles, the deceit of Satan. The deceit of Satan led to Adam and Eve not trusting God. If Mary was then preserved from that, that means what? In her heart was always total trust of God. It's hard for us to imagine what that would be like because all of us kind of trust God and then kind of don't trust him. Amen? Everybody's on that spectrum. Different days we might find ourselves on different places. Some days I'm like, I'm doing 90%. I 90% trust him. Other days I'm like, zero. You know, like, God, I don't trust you at all. So pray for your priest. Um, But we fluctuate in our trust of God. All of us trust him some. None of us trust him totally. But see, God wanted to come really, really close. Like unimaginably close. Even into the deepest, most intimate and personal and tender parts of us. God wanted to come all the way in to totally give himself to draw near. Which means for that to happen, there had to be someone who could say with 100% of their heart and mind and soul and strength, God, I trust you. So Mary had to be preserved from sin, from this distrust of God, so that when the dawn of our salvation come, when God drew close, she was able to totally receive him. From, from, from the very beginning of, of Mary's life, she just trusted God. Just with this radical, childlike, innocent trust. Just imagine the beauty of this heart, especially to God, who just loves to have a child who just to- to- totally trusts him. No matter what. Who doesn't ever hide her eyes from him. Who looks, just beams upon God with like this loving, childlike dependence. She just, she just totally trusts him. So God was able to come so, so very close to her. So that's why we receive, or we, well, we receive, we, we read this gospel today. Because it's the manifestation of the fact that Mary is without sin. She's addressed as she who is full of grace. We couldn't, we, the Greek word is complicated. It makes it sound like she's full of grace now and she's always been full of grace. Uh, like she, from, from all time, she's been filled with God's grace. Another word for God's grace is his presence. Like God was already in her and with her. Like she was just totally open to him in every possible way. And so then when God wanted to become flesh in her womb, in in some ways the tenderest part of her, she just said, yeah. There was some confusion at first, what that that meant, how how that was going to work. It became clear that the Holy Spirit was going to do all the work. He was going to overshadow her to, to make this happen. And then she just said, well, behold, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. And then God became man. And he took the name Jesus, which means God saves. He was able to save us.
So the Immaculate Conception is the means by which God will be able to come unimaginably close and enter into our humanity to come close to us. Here's the good news. Mary has never sinned and she does not know sin. But again, that means her heart is open. It's not closed. Which means Mary towards you has no sin. She's your mother now. I hope you know that. And her heart is without sin, meaning she's, she's totally open to you as her child. She's never defensive, never protective. Uh, she, never, she never lies. She never uses you. She's never selfish. No, she just totally loves you for you. She loves you because it's, it's you and you're really good. She's generous. She, she's faithful. She's affectionate. She's really tender. She's kind. And Mary, in all the wealth and beauty of her motherhood towards you, what does she want to do? She wants to soften your and, our, and my, my heart so that more and more we're able to trust God also. She deeply desires that you would know how much he loves you, that you can trust him, that you don't have to hide like Adam and Eve, that you don't have to be afraid, that you also don't have to strive and pretend and, 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 and be something you're not. Like, you just you. Just you are loved. And you can trust him, and he, he doesn't want to hurt you. Mary wants to allow Jesus to come very close to us, to help us, to teach us, to, to tutor us how to, how to receive her son more deeply so that one day we will be totally united to him, that we will be without sin, that we will be with her immaculate. Do you believe that? That your destiny in the love of God is to one day stand before him totally, 100% without sin. To just beam upon God as his little kid, his son, his daughter, and to receive all of his love and affection with no shame, no hiding, no guilt. Wouldn't that be nice? Gosh, we all have guilt. We carry that in us. And when things are really beautiful and good, there's a part of us that's like, ugh, I don't, I don't deserve this or, you know. No, but to be totally without guilt, totally without sin. Mary received sinlessness at the beginning of her existence, but the plan now is that you would receive sinlessness as you enter into heaven. So Mary doesn't have something that, that's just for her. No, that's, this is for all of us. She has let God come close and wants us to do the same. So there's a great rejoicing today in the fact that our mom, who loves us more than we can fathom, who's fighting for us, who cares about us, is totally open to God, and that, therefore, that's possible for us. We humans, Mary's, Mary's just a human, right? We humans are capable of totally receiving God, being totally open to him. Wow. Just wow. So God sees you as oh so good and beautiful now. But he wants you to be totally free and totally alive and just totally, totally in communion with him. He wants to give himself totally to you. And he's given Mary to help us. So I'll give you a moment to pray. And if you don't ever pray with Mary, I invite you to. There might come a time in your life when she draws close to you. 
and maybe she hasn't done that yet, and she will. Um, but if you want to, you can try praying with Mary, and just whatever. You can let her look at you and just love you. You can ask her to help you, to, to help you trust. You can ask her to show, her, show you what her heart is like towards you and towards God. And, but also, let's just ask her for hope. Mary, give us hope. That like everything we desire and more is waiting for us. Give us your own hope and your own trust in God's plan and in his infinite love for each of us. Mary, please come close to us. Be our mom. Lead us. Love us. Teach us to be your sons and daughters. And therefore sons and daughters of God the Father.